You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, doing everyone? Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. We're going to be going through a pretty in-depth video here on a lot of the changes that have been made. So this has probably been... You know, the biggest season of actual changes to how the game's played, you know, in terms of trades, in terms of the point scoring that we've had in a long time. Since they uh, they made the, the big change with the bench in terms of your, you know, picking your four reserves and also your emergencies, this is definitely by far the, the biggest change since then. So we've got some, you know, some changes here with the, with the trades and also the point scoring. We're going to start up top with our trade changes. So this year they've increased the trades by two, which is ideal especially in a, in a year that's going to be very well affected by you know, COVID with, the, uh, with the, new, the new strain going around and, and how many cases there's been, uh, especially in Sydney recently. Um, but I imagine there'll be a lot of people, you know, they're going to be testing every day, uh, especially you know, before game days and stuff. And, and we could see a lot of changes literally hours before, an hour before kickoff when, when final teams are, are selected there. And you know, I think the extra trades is going to be important with that. What also has changed here is that you actually are going to be held back from a few, a few trades. So through the, first, through the first 19 rounds, we're going to see 32 trades available. And then they're actually going to hold back four. So you're actually going to unlock those four for the last six rounds. So that's very interesting, you know, especially for the majority of people that are very good at just burning through their trades. This will be something that's going to be very helpful in the back end for everyone. You know, so if, you can't, um, if you can't hold on to them and if you happen to be able to hold on to a bunch, then you know you get to round sort of 19, 20 when, you, when you're trying to create your final squad using that last few of your normal trades and then getting your four unlocked, I think is going to be pretty cool. But we won't know exactly what the best strategy is going to be this year with that until we, I suppose, probably the first month or so when we see what's happening with, with COVID um, and, and the protocols around that and how many people are going to be missing games. Obviously, we've still got a couple of months until our first game and, and what the cases, et cetera, are going to be like is uh, they're, they're clearly going to be in the bubble again. So you'd hope that the majority of them aren't, you know, aren't partying or aren't, you know, getting in trouble for that, you know, with suspensions and, and things like that, along with actually just getting COVID. 
in general. So that's that there. And the other change with the trades has been that you're going to be given two trades uh, per week for rounds 1 to 12, which is obviously pretty normal. But following that from rounds 13 uh, to actually 19 there, I'll change that, <clears throat> we get to see four trades per week. So obviously this is the time period where it's going to be origin. Uh, yeah, we're probably going to be trying to make three to four trades in a bunch of those origin weeks anyway to make sure they have enough on the park to, you know, to get the most points available depending on how many trades you've used up until that point. But that's where most people are going to burn through all their trades. And I'd say you know, if you're looking at most people will go pretty close to two per week for the first sort of 12 rounds. I'd say even if you, if you saved a few, like using all, all, uh, all the trades would be 24 through that first 12 rounds. And I'd say most people probably use 20, let's say, for example. Leaves you with 12 for that next seven rounds there, 13 to 19. Uh, and you can do four, yeah, four per round, that'd be 28 in total. So a lot of people will be pretty well burnt out by, let's say, round 15 to 17. And then get that extra few at the end. So yeah, be based on how well your team's going at the start of the year. Are you able to hold a few trades there? Are you... Are you not able to hold the trades for that point? You know, it's depending on, on your strategy there uh, is going to be the big thing. But we'll, so we'll work out a little bit close to the season, but also through that first month or so, what the best strategy is going to be you know, to use with this type of um, you know, changes to the trades. And we'll go from there. So the second part here is going to be our point scoring changes. And there's actually a bunch. So I've highlighted the ones here. This is straight off the NRL Fantasy website. You can, you can jump on and, and check that if you like. Uh, just, in the, just in the help section, you go into classic guidelines, guys, and you can you can go through all of this here. But obviously, I'm just going to jump in and explain it all for you, so it makes it nice and easy. So, in terms of the point scoring, we have one that I feel like is not too big of a change, and that's the added six again infringements there. So, our ruck infringement inside and inside ten. So, anytime they go six again, the person that actually caused the infringement is going to get negative one this time. So, that was a bit of a loophole last last year. If they actually blew the penalty, you'd you'd get a minus two, but Anything, um, you know, it was a quick inside 10 or they just quickly played on. They didn't, um, they didn't take any points off. So this time it's going to be minus one. And look, I don't think it's ideal for the guys in the middle, you know, the guys that are holding up the ruck, making the majority of the tackles. I don't think it's great. But when you see how, how many sixes agains there were last year, there were a fair few, right? But I don't think the negative one is going to make a big difference overall, for example, in, in, my, in my point of view. Because I feel like if you you're probably a good chance of causing one or two of them in a game if you're a middle forward or you know whatever you are in you know the ones the guys that are making the majority of the tackles there and then a negative one or negative two isn't going to be too much of an issue yeah the majority of um, issues that you have with negatives is going to be in the missed tackles for those guys so yeah I don't think you see it as too big of an issue I also think the the game might be uh, a little bit faster in that first sort of 30 to 40 meters with the new rule there of um, there being a, an actual penalty blown in that in that first 40 meters and then they can uh, after that uh, you know so your first 40 coming out of trouble and then following that um, they'll bring it back to the six again so yeah obviously there's too, just too many opportunity too many opportunities for the defensive sides last year to hold players up take that little bit extra time so you can set your defensive line and and just really slow the game down there just to, just because you had to because the game's so fast and and when guys are playing big minutes they're getting very tired very quickly um, so this is why that rule's been brought in. I'm really happy that it has. And also, you know, the negative one in fantasy, I think, makes a lot of sense and, and brings it closer to the real game. All right, the next one's pretty cool. I like the escape from in goal because, you, you know, unless you're getting tackle bust, uh, tackle bust in that, you know, breaking through a couple of tackles to actually get out of goal, 
this one doesn't, you know, this was never really um, shown in, in, in fantasy terms and also, you know, how good that play is in, in, in real life. So I think this is a great idea to add, you know, add two points to anyone that can escape from in goal. And the majority of guys are going to get it, going to be your wingers, possibly your centers, but mainly, you know, wingers and fullbacks. And this is going to be great for them, but I doubt it's going to have a major impact. They might get one a game. You know, you don't see it too often, right, where they, you know, do really well to get out of um, the in goal. But this is all going to, also going to include the ones where they only kick it, you know, just a meter into the in goal. And it's just a catch and dive back into the field of play. So those ones will happen fairly regularly. So, yeah, I'm expecting maybe an extra two points a game for the fullbacks and wingers, which I think is fairly helpful, right? But, you know, it's not going to be a major impact as uh, some of the other rule changes here. Next one's going to be the altered, uh, so the, the kick metered points. So the total is divided by, th- by 30 now. So before it was divided by 20. So basically for every um, 20 kick meters, you got one point. So now it's for every 30, meter, 30 kick metres, you get one point. And, you know, put this little example here. If you're someone that kicks for 300 metres, that would be 15 points. Now it's going to be 10. So, you know, if you're someone like Cleary, who, you know, most of the time kicks for around 600 kick metres, then you're losing 10 points. Because, you know, before that was 30 points, and now it's going to be 20. So I think it, the, this is probably the biggest one that's going to affect uh, just obviously one certain uh, position. In, in the halves and, and you know we spoke about it I'll speak about it a little bit later but the halves I, I feel and the wing fullbacks really dominated last year more than previous years where it was you know more the hookers with, with getting lots of tackles and, and running out of dummy half we didn't see that as much last year uh, as we as we have in, in, in previous years just because I think last year there was a lot of um, a lot of teams were spreading it wide pretty quickly and that's where a lot of the outside backs were doing really well so this one I think is a big change and we'll talk about some of the players that will be affected by this uh, when I move into the fantasy screen, but uh, that's that one. That's a pretty big one, guys. Just be aware of that when you're selecting your side. So Cleary will be down a few percent, uh, a few a few basis points just off that alone. So you'd be thinking somewhere between five and ten points that he'd lose. If there was even games where he's kicking for 800, 900, so there's fifteen points. You know, something to think about. Next one I think is also the the big one. And it's tackle bus. They've been reduced from three to two. And, and you think of guys like David Fafita who were picking up 10 tackle breaks a game. And they, they're going from getting 30 points from that down to 20, for example, if he was to get 10. So Fafita, Brian To'o, you know, plenty of games where you see him get eight to 10. Tackle breaks, uh, it won't change how anyone plays. So they're still going to you know, get their bus, but it's just going to be worth a little bit less. So just be aware of that when you're thinking about those guns, especially coming into your side. But across the board, this is, you know, everyone... Most people in the game get tackle breaks at some point, so it's going to affect everyone. It's just a few players like Fafita and Toll, um, and, and a few others that are going to be affected more than than those guys that um that than the than the majority of people. So just keep that in mind when you're making your side as well. And also the last one there is going to be offload. So split into an offload into someone's hands, so an actually effective an effective offload, we'll call it. It's going to be four points, and then one that just goes to the ground and gets picked up. You know, a lot of the time they throw it out the back, it bounces around. Um, it picks up and they don't really make any 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 meters or the, or the games actually slow down from that offload. Uh, so it doesn't really help them at all. So I think, you know, the increase to four, and, and, you know, an, off, an offload is so effective in the game of you know, NRL. So for, for them to reward that a little bit more, I think, you know, the majority of tackle busts are not worth three. Whereas you say a really good offload, you can get four for it, I think is, you know, it's a lot of points, right? It's the same as, um, you know, the tri-saver or any of these ones in terms of um, you know, stripping the ball on the line, you get four points nowadays. Things like that, obviously pretty big plays. 
Um, and I think an effective offload is also a very uh, is is deserving of a, of a big play rather than just a boot down the field getting you three or four points. You know, this is going to be something that could lead to a good try, for example. So, I think this is a really good one, and obviously, you know, the, it's a it's a big change, but it's going to affect those, sort of those middle forwards. I'd say a little bit more. Um, you know, and the guys that offload offload regularly. There's not too many guys that are you know very much like a three to four offloader, a game type player. But Welch was someone who did that a little bit, so that's something to think about. That you can pick up an extra sort of four to six points maybe um, for the majority of his offloads that are actually hitting the guy's chest when he when he passes it. So that's that one there. And as I said, we'll talk about it in a sec. But um, yeah, yeah, my thoughts here. Best impact here is going to be in the middle forwards and the hookers. Um, so the guys that are going to be tackling, yes, they might lose one point in that uh, inside 10 or something like that, but I think that's going to happen less and less this year than it did last year, just for the rules that you know, the rule changes that I was talking about. And those guys that have the ability to offload, this is going to help the most. And the rest of them, it's been you know, brought back to earth a little bit. The guys that are you know, the halves and wing fullbacks are getting the majority of the kick meters and also a lot more of the tackle breaks are going to be your, your fullbacks, for example. I think um, they're going to be altered the most. And I think everyone, you know, it's probably brought back down to, I was going to brought back to the pack, but everyone's a little bit more even now, apart from uh, apart from the centers who are very much usually, um, you know, not, not as strong in terms of their averages as, as the other positions there. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting, guys. And we're going to go through a few of the players now. And I think going to be effective. We'll just go through the top guys. And, and Cleary, obviously, mainly just with the, um, with the kicking, he might lose but somewhere between five and sort of 12 points per game, I'd imagine, for Cleary on, on, on his average there. And, and him at 92.8, you know, will he be able to keep that up with, with that reduction? I, de- I definitely think it hurts, um, but they're still going to be great, and he's still going to be great coming off his um, shoulder surgery. You know, he came back and, and still scored amazingly with, um, with the shoulder issue, like, you know, sort of carrying a little bit. Tavojevic is going to lose a bunch of his tackle breaks, but he's not the biggest tackle break guy. You know, when you think of guys like, um, like Tedesco or Fafida, they're a little bit more tackle break um, savvy than, than than Tommy. Obviously, he was just so dominant with the amount of tries um, and try assists that that he could provide and put on for the, for the manly guys this year. Um, yeah, you're paying a million bucks for him to you know, with a bit of a reduction in tackle breaks. But then him getting out of out of in goal, you'll pick up you know might at least two points a game. I'd say you know one from him, uh, one of those out of goal uh, efforts. So bit of a wash I'd say you know with him being that type of player that's just putting on tries and scoring tries you know doesn't half the time he gets on he goes through untouched anyway um Cherry Evans obviously a big kicker of the ball but someone who doesn't mind an offload as well so I can see him you know making up making up a couple of points for, through that um yeah I don't see too much of a change with with Daly for Fido I see him losing a little bit on his average so I personally won't be picking him to start the year I just think there's a few guys that are a little bit cheaper Payne Ars, I think he's going to be really solid. Um, he's someone who can offload as well, so I think he, he'll get some benefit out of that. But a middle forward that tackles well, runs hard. He's a tackle-busting guy, but he's also like a 50-to-55-point 50 base stack kind of guy. Um, Papa, Papa Lee is also a sort of a base stack guy. Cam McInnes in the middle there, tackling hard. Um, the old offload, I think he's going to... I don't think he's going to... His role's going to change too much, and, and obviously the wing fullbacks and, and halfbacks are going to come back to earth a little bit with their scoring yeah, a few points. Like, we're talking five points here. Um, so McInnes, Mane, Cook, I'd see, I don't see him changing too much, somewhere around that 60 average again. Um, yeah, guys like Toe Harris, Jackson, all guys that are just hard workers in the middle, I don't, I don't see it changing too much for them um, in terms of their scoring for the year. Kiri, 
it'll be interesting to see him you know, at a 63 average last year. You get him a little bit of a discount, but that kicking, he's going to do the majority of kicking in general play. Um, will that affect him much? So th- there's a few things. There's a few guys that it might might affect guys, but overall, I don't see it changing the game too much. Like if you actually look at the um, yeah the rules that they brought in last year with the you know, the, the stripping, the um, try saving, uh, turnover tackle, all that kind of stuff. There, I think that that probably changed the scoring a lot more than all these were all these will put together because you got a couple that go up, right? You got the the offloads that improve. Um, Sorry, that's the only one that, that really improves. But then the other one and the escape from in goal, and then the other three go down. So I just see it being a wash overall. Whereas the the turnover tackle one was something that brought a fair bit to the game and uh, increased a, a bunch of guys scoring. There, there was guys that were, that were getting a minimum one a game. Yeah, you know, a lot of time two and three, um, and that was just from you know if you're someone that ta- if you're someone that made fifty tackles a game last year, you were getting between one and three turnover tackles whether that was a a one-on-one strip whether that was just you know forcing an error um you know getting them to drop the ball was an an easy four points um and then you know tackling over the line and stuff like that if they lost the ball over line trying to trying to score and you were tackling them then you get four points for that so that changed the game a lot more than i think these will but again it's hard to know exactly how much it's going to affect things when we you know we we mentioned the turnover thing last year and um, a lot of different people were saying i don't think it would change the game too much and it really did so yeah, I'm very much interested in the tackle bus one because I think I'm glad it's down to two because those sideways runs were a little bit annoying, let's say that. Uh, but yeah, overall, guys, that's all I want to talk about in terms of the point scoring and also the trades. Um, biggest thing for me, guys, is obviously we're pretty early in the season. Just don't stress too much about changing too many things in your team. Um, just pick, the, you know, sit there and, and, and look at the guys that you're, you're really keen to have in your side and, and just you know, just learn around that. That's my suggestion across this time. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, I'd suggest to do so. We're going to do a lot of learning over this next period. I, I saw a couple of guys um, posting on the Facebook groups and you know, I think it'd be good to just encourage, if you can help, if you like, would like to help out the channel, just encouraging some of those guys, that are especially new to the game, uh, instead of telling them to delete the app or whatever else, um, if you can direct them to the channel uh, or the podcast. That would be ideal, I think, especially in this uh, in this month or two. Rather bring the community together than, than hating on each other and, and no one wanting to actually comment um, or, or make a post on those Facebook groups. So yeah, do that. That would be ideal, and, and leave a like on this video so we can get uh, more people seeing it naturally, uh, rather than you know just through uh, the Discord or something like that. So I'll um I'll pop the the link for the Discord in the in the description as well. We'll start being active in that across you know especially through February um, into the season, but. As always, guys, hope you enjoyed this. We'll catch you in the next video where we're going to be talking uh, about a few more of those interesting options from a bunch of teams. See you, team. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.